Welcome to Love, Lead, Listen, a podcast from Alpha Gamma Delta. I'm your host, Emily Bice. Join us as we discuss topics that affect women of today and examine the ways that we can be women with purpose. Welcome back to Love, Lead, Listen. Today we have Alexa Carlin, who is a public speaker and the founder and CEO of Women Empower X. Alexa, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to have you. So Alexa, can you tell me a little bit about your story and your journey? I mean, you have this just incredible story. Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy journey. I've been an entrepreneur since I'm 17 years old, but when I was 21 years old in college, I had this crazy near-death experience that changed my entire life. It gave me a 1% chance to live. And then as a result, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And so while I was growing my dreams and as an entrepreneur and really working to make a difference, all of a sudden this giant obstacle hit me at such a young age. And it took about seven years till right now where I'm at to really get to my healthiest point again. And I've learned just so much through that journey. You start. You, you said you're an entrepreneur at age 17. Yes. That is an early age to start. What was your first project with being yeah. an entrepreneur? I, um, I was student government president in high school, and I was really trying to figure out a way to make an impact while I was in that leadership role. And I saw this T-shirt when I was school shopping with this um, hand on it that was uh, forming the shape of a peace sign. But the palm was in the shape of Africa. And uh, the company is called Omni Peace, and their mission was to use fashion to instill education and build schools to make certain villages in Africa self-sustainable. I gained a lot of, I, I was really passionate about what they were doing. I emailed the company multiple times. So I finally heard a response and I ended up selling them on the idea that I would be the sole licensee to design jewelry for this LA based fashion company wow. who was backed by Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston, Zac Efron. Oh my gosh. And so that led me to my first entrepreneurship endeavor. And it became my own um, project and my own business. And I was selling first word of mouth. And then when I graduated and went to college, I realized going to a school with 60,000 people, word of mouth marketing didn't really work that no, well. There's a lot of mouth there. Yeah. <laughs> it just like, I just didn't know a lot of people. So that's when I learned um, how to code and I put my um, jewelry online and started selling it. And really the whole um, journey just taught me about the power of turning an idea into reality. And when you take action, even when you're not ready yet. And um, that led into a blog I started in college to help instill confidence in young women. And all of it, I really believe in when you look back on your journey, while you're going through it, it's really hard to see what may happen in the future. Obviously, we can't know. And that causes a lot of self-doubt. But when you look back, you can really see how even the hard challenges and the good times, they form this puzzle to help you get to where you are supposed to be. And so that led me to growing this business. Then I had my near-death experience, which was a huge challenge. And then I decided I wanted to share my story vulnerably, authentically, making it seem like for me that this had to happen, not to me, but for me. And what was that reason? I may never know, but I thought I would take action to find that reason by sharing. And through this journey of being a public speaker, I noticed a big need for women. I saw women were so separated I would be speaking to events where it was just millennial women or just baby boomers or just Gen Z 
Or even so outside of that, it was just people in the tech sector or in politics or whatever it may be. And while it's very important to have those communities, it is also very important for diverse women to connect. Because think how much we can learn from someone in a different generation from us or someone in a different industry or has different passions and perspective on life. And so that's what led me to the inspiration behind my current venture, Women Empower X. I like that you said that, you know, women are very segmented. And I feel like that's something that we're almost taught as a woman is find your niche and stay in it. Like you are mm-hmm. a young woman or you are a middle-aged woman and you're, you're given an identity sometimes and you're told to kind of stay within it. Right. And those identities can really break us because they don't allow room for change. And as we've seen in today's society, there's a lot of change that needs to be taking place, especially for women in general regarding equality, pay equality, um, you know, women in leadership and executive roles in C-suite executives where funding's going. There's just so much opportunity for women. And so we need to really break free from stereotypes, break free from how we're supposed to be in order for that real change to occur. In identifying where you, you're kind of been walled in and where you can break free, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I really think that if you are self-aware and you know your strengths and your weaknesses and you own that, then you can surround yourself with the right team to help you focus on all, all in on your strengths and create your own identity for what that may mean. And again, like when we are more open-minded, I think different conversations can come to fruition to create that change. Just like um, someone that's older on in their career needs to be open-minded when someone that's in Gen Z just starting in this career path has an idea. And if they're closed-minded, it's going to cause a lot of friction and no change. But same, you know, vice versa needs to be both ways. So you talked a little bit about Women Empower X. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that is and the mission of it? Yeah, definitely. So our mission is to create a very diverse community of women through our events and platform to help them gain the tools, knowledge, and community support to help them excel and get to the next level in their personal and professional life. And so currently we do that through our big conferences that we host. Um, This, you know, in the past couple of years, we've hosted in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Raleigh, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles, California. And um, we have about 1,000 to 2,500 women come out to our event. It's a one-day um, conference, and it's really customized to the person because we have three stages going on, multiple speakers, a business marketplace, multiple exhibitors, uh, a lot of networking, a female founders pitch competition. But the difference is the one, it's affordable. We make our ticket less than $50. Wow. Because Again, our goal is to empower as many women as possible. If you're a student, you don't have $300. At least I didn't have $300 yeah. to go to a leadership conference. But even if you're, you're not a student and you're just starting out on you know, a new venture, it's, it, it's very costly. But, you, but in order to create that change, we all have to come together. So we have everyone from young entrepreneurs to women in their 50s and 60s looking to reinvent themselves to angel investors and VCs, like all coming out to WEX. And um, again, like it's custom to you. So we don't have a general session. And I think that's really important to note because you get to come pick and choose the speakers you want to see, when you want to network, whatever you want to do based on your passion, your interest, and where you are currently in your journey. I feel like that's very unusual. Usually it's this, you know, 
here's what we're doing and you should prescribe to this. But especially with women in entrepreneurship, you know, that's not always the case. There's it's so unique, your business model or where you are. And I think that you're really feeling filling a niche of what people need when they need it. Right. Yeah, we're trying to. I mean, like we have panels, keynotes, workshops, everything from wellness and mindset to how to grow your net worth and and understand cash flow to rising in a male dominated industry, a lot of different topics. We have uh, topics on women in STEM. And it's really about, again, empowering you to get help you get closer to where you want to be. So you work with women in entrepreneurship a lot, obviously. When you see women starting out and entrepreneurship is something that can be very difficult and intimidating to get into. I know as a woman, I've at one point said, oh, that would be a cool business idea. But I've never thought to be I could be the one to do that. How do you see people embracing that and like saying this is a cool idea and I'm going to do it? Well, if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? And Again, I understand that's easier said than done. (laughs) Yeah. But I think a lot of times we look at, we have to have a vision for our life. But a lot of times we look at this bigger picture, bigger idea, for example, and we think, wow, that's an awesome idea. Oh my gosh, there's so much to do to get there. I don't even know where to start. And that's what makes most people say, okay, well, you know, that's not for me. But the thing is, nobody knows where to start. And one thing that I will say like is a, is a, a a tool I use is what I call a backwards strategy. And so think about launching a podcast, for example, there's a lot of steps to get there. And so sometimes someone may look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what equipment to start. So I kind of start backwards. So now you put on top of a piece of paper, the end goal podcast launched. And before the podcast is launched, what do you need to do? You need to maybe put it on iTunes or you could put on iTunes You have to have, um, you know, a title and artwork before you have a title and artwork. You have to have some, you know, episodes or an idea before the episodes. You have to understand like the goal. You have to have the equipment and you just go down backwards. It's much easier to figure out the main steps and then you could go back, rewrite it and find the bullet points to go in between for each action step. And I say this because like, again, it just takes one step at a time. And you can say, all right, well, this is a good idea, but I can't do it. But you have to own that. And there is nothing or no one that is stopping you from pursuing that idea except yourself. Like I was stopped a lot on my journey, especially with health. When you're too sick to do anything, like it's very difficult, but that's with anything. I mean, I think we're all, especially women are walking around with this invisible setback, whether that's mental health, depression, low self-esteem, something going on um, in your home, whatever it may be, we put up this wall to not allow the world to see it. And I hope that my journey, my story, my, my work allows people to break down that wall and say, this is who I am. And this is what I'm going through. And while my life's not perfect, I don't have all the answers. I don't even have it all together. I'm going to still go after my dream. And it's about just taking one action step a day and understand that as long as you have that grand vision for your life, the strategy, the plan may change, right? You may start in politics and then realize you want to go into entrepreneurship and then realize, well, I started in digital marketing. I really want to just do film. Like it's, it may change, but the end goal may be a life of freedom. It may be 
you know, being able to work at home and and also do your own thing. It may be at a top leadership um, position, just holding on to that grander vision and allowing your ideas to be fluid. I think that's an important thing to note. I feel like sometimes we have this feeling that we have to already know our life plan and like, no, okay, I graduated high school. I'm going to college. I'm graduated college. I'm going to do this specific job and move up this ladder. When in reality, you don't have to stick to the exact, if you have a main goal, you, the journey in between doesn't have to follow a prescribed path. You can change that. You can write yes. your own story. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it, I see this happen so often with how many students I um, work with and I, and I get to, to know is that they go on this one path and they realize they're not happy on it. And then they feel stuck. And I want people to understand that you'll never know if that's the right path until you take that action. So it's not like you did something wrong. You didn't. You did all everything right. But now it's about how much time are you going to stay in that position before you decide to make that change. So a lot of times we feel like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. But again, you did nothing wrong, but you'll never know until you're in it. Like I thought I was going to be working in the fashion industry. I studied abroad in fashion. I got a separate degree in fashion. I moved to New York to do fashion and I'm not doing anything with fashion. And I'm actually now maybe starting like an e-commerce store of selling some shirts, but it is so far from what I thought I was going to be doing working in the magazine industry. But again, the still, it was still an idea of making a difference. It's still an idea of running my own company. It's still that grander vision just the path changed. And sometimes I look back, wow, if I knew this now, I could have been so much more ahead if I started right out of college. But you can't think that way because as I mentioned earlier, every step, every experience, every decision you make is helping you get to where you need to be. And sometimes you have to take a step backwards in order to take the right step forward. I think that's really important to keep in mind, especially if you're looking into getting into entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, business in general is not easy whatsoever. Entrepreneurship is not easy. Entrepreneurship can be very lonely, which I think a lot of people don't talk about. And so you have to really have a lot of passion and self-motivation because, you know, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be hard times. But if you have the right intentions behind it and you are so you can't even like think about something else. It just takes up your every being. Then you have to understand that you're meant to do that, that hard thing. So when you think about entrepreneurship and women getting into it, why does it like, why does it matter? Why should women be entrepreneurs? Like why, why should they take that step? I'm a big believer that entrepreneurship is more of a mindset, a lifestyle than necessarily like owner of a business. So for example, everyone that works in my company is an entrepreneur and you really couldn't be successful in my company without having the entrepreneurial mindset because you, I have a virtual team. You have to run your own schedule. You have to be able to initiate things yourself. And so really I want people to understand that it's important for women to be able to have the entrepreneurial mindset because really it puts you in a leadership position. It allows you, again, to be the driver of your own life. And entrepreneurship is solely just thinking of an idea and taking action steps to turn it into a reality. So you could do that as an assistant. You could do that if you are climbing, you know, the political ladder. You could do that if you're a veterinarian, whatever it is. If you have an idea and you turn it into a reality, technically, at least in my mind, you are an entrepreneur. And I think that's really important because then that enables women 
to change the course of history. I think that's an important point of it's more of a mindset than like a business owner, which I always envision like you say entrepreneur. I'm like, yes, business owner. Like those are synonymous, but you're making the point that it's not. It's more of a mindset. Yeah. Like I literally look for anytime someone interviews with my company, I look to see if they have the qualities of an entrepreneur because that's the only way you'll be successful in a startup company like myself. It doesn't matter if you're the owner or if you're just an assistant. It, either way, you have to have those leadership capabilities and be a self-starter. It's important to think of it as a mindset because that doesn't limit you to like what you're actually doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. If it's a mindset, you don't have to wait until you've started a business or started this great idea. You you can do it from where you are. You can be an assistant, like you said, or you can be someone that is at the top of the executive ladder. It's where you are. If it's a mindset, anyone has access to it, right? Yes, definitely. And again, if you want to get ahead, then you have to be able to be confident in putting forth your ideas. Like we have a great internship program. I learned so much through all the internships I've had. And so I really take a lot of pride in our internship program at Wex. And I make sure that they work one-on-one with me, even though a lot of our interns are virtual, because I want them to really gain that confidence that even though you're new to maybe this is your first internship or first real work experience, we want to hear your ideas. We want to get your perspective. We want you to bring forth, you know, your voice. Like we'll have team meetings and you are just part of like exactly part of the team giving us the update just like anyone else. Like, and I think that's really important for women, especially to understand that you have to speak up in order to get ahead. Speaking up is one of those things where it feels a little scary, right? It's very scary. That's okay though. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's sometimes you just have to do it because it can lead to really good things. And if you don't speak up or ask for what you need in some cases, you're never going to get it. Right. And understand that that fear means that it's meaningful to you and that's a good thing. And courage is doing it in spite of the fear itself. I think that's something that we're not told enough. Usually it's like, oh, it's scary. I'm going to back away. Yeah. I mean, I dislike very much the idea of this fearless leader. I don't think it exists. I don't think it should be something that we strive for because I'm afraid all the time. All the time. I fear my future. I'm afraid of getting sick before a gig. I fear travel. I fear, you know, just all the things. Is there going to be enough people that come to my event? But that doesn't mean I'm not a leader. And I shifted my viewpoint of fear and said, this is a good thing if I feel this because it means I care. And if I care, I'm going to be that much more impactful and people are going to see my intentions behind my action. And then also with fear, you have to understand that fear is inevitable. But listening to that fear is a choice. I haven't thought of it in that way of you can choose to listen to it or choose to ignore it more of. Right. Or move move through through it. it. Yes. Maybe not always ignore it if it's something important. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying your fear is not real. It is definitely real. I understand that. But you can let it control you or you could decide to move through it. I kind of am kind of going back to this fearless leader. I don't want to call it a lie, but it's not truthful in some ways. Do you see women that are trying to get into this entrepreneurship mindset or into entrepreneurship in general? Do you see them falling into that a lot of the fearless leader uh, idea? Yeah, I, I, I just hear it a lot. I Especially um, in the industry I'm in with public speakers, hear a lot about being fearless. And I think it sets a standard that seems unreachable and it makes people feel like they're not there yet. And you are there right now. You have everything you need to be successful. And 
And so I see it a lot and, and I see a lot of it with women not taking action because they feel fear and they feel like they have to wait until they don't feel fear and you don't need to wait. Nor if you wait, you'll be waiting a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably never going to come around. Yes. I mean, if you're doing anything that's going to get you to the next level, it's going to be scary, especially in the beginning. I think that's important to embrace and understand. Right? Yes. So for a woman that's out there and she's listening and saying, oh, well, I want to get into this entrepreneur mindset. How would you, what would be the first steps you would recommend to her? All right. So first steps to get into this entrepreneurial mindset would be to close your eyes and envision what you want for your life. And if you don't know what that looks like, think about the feelings that you want. Do you want to feel joy? Do you want to feel peace? Do you want to feel freedom? Do you want to feel financial freedom? What what are those feelings? And then start to see the visual the visualization that comes to mind. And so that's the first step because you have to know where you're going in order to get there. And so the, then the second step is thinking about, all right, what's one action step I could take today? to help me get closer to that vision. And I say one, because I don't want it to be this overwhelming thing, like I have so much to do. So if you want to start running your, your own blog, for example, one action step could be thinking about the theme. Like today, I'm gonna think about the theme. What do I love to write about? The next day could be, you know, nailing down a title. The next day could be choosing what blogging platform you're gonna do. So again, all of these things, it's just one thing a day that it's gonna get you closer. And so you have to write it down or else it's never going to happen. And then also allowing yourself to be fluid because once you start, you may be like, this is not right for me. And then you could pivot. It's not necessarily failing. It's pivoting to maybe video or pivoting to think like, all right, blogging's not for me. I'm going to try construction, the going of being a woman in the construction field. Like literally it does not matter all that matters is that you hold those feelings and are doing something each and every day to get closer to achieving that. Because again, the path and strategy may change. That whole envisioning process and writing it down. I like that you make that point because I, I think a lot of times we just ideal or ideate and never really write it down. That's like the first action step you can do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in journaling. I write down everything and it's just so, so important. And then also finding mentors um, that will help you along the way. Mentorship's a big thing. And I don't want you to think like, how do I find a mentor? Nobody's going to mentor me. And it has to be a one-on-one um, relationship. It really doesn't. For a long time, my mentors didn't even know I existed. It was like, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, um, or Gary Vee, or Grant Cardone, or um, Mel Robbins, like these people that I just consume their content. To me, they're mentors because they're providing educational content. I'm consuming it and I'm becoming a better version of myself. I'm getting closer to that goal. So I think it's really important for you to decide on a few people that you're going going to learn from. And I say a few because you can consume a lot of content and Remember that everyone has a different opinion. Oh, yes. <laughs> and strategy. And a lot of times that can cause overwhelm and overwhelm could set you back into non like not taking any action. And so I choose a few people and those few people can change over the course of a couple of years. But and I say, I'm just going to do everything this person says or I'm going to go all in on consuming this person's content and they're going to be my mentor for a year and see where that takes me. The whole idea of mentorship and thinking of not on a non-traditional mentor mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm thinking of. I think we're moving into this age where the old 
sit down over coffee. Will you be my mentor question? That's not really existing as much. Right. And it's hard because I get that you're being like, you're initiating something. And when you reach out to someone, but you have to remember that if you're reaching out to a a successful person, they're very busy. And it's not that they don't want to help you. It's just that they only have so much time. And for example, one thing that I will share to never, ever, ever email, DM, anything to someone is say, hi, can I buy you a cup of coffee? I would love to pick your brain. Don't ever say that because one, you're not showing any value. Why should that person take time for you to pick their brain after they just spent 20 years of hard work to get there? So here's what to do and said, and I get this a lot, a lot, and I will not go to coffee if someone says, can I pick your brain? One, I don't have a lot of time. And the time I do have, you want to spend with friends or family um, or doing self-care or working on a new project or writing your book, whatever it may be. But I know there's people that have helped me and I am always open to sharing as much value as possible. So what catches my attention and what I've seen work when I do it as you know, the person that's trying to get help is I offer value. So if you, instead of saying, can I pick your brain? Cause right now you're just, it's just, it's just going to value you, right? You're just getting the benefit from that coffee because they don't care that you're going to buy them coffee. They can go to Starbucks on <laughs> yes, their own. Okay. So, so you have to show how will it benefit them. So, or, and if you don't know like how you can then, for example, one could be like, if you have a podcast or you do a YouTube show and you do interviews, asking them for an interview. That people say yes to that because it's going to get their message heard to more people. So that's one way to get them through the door for you to get to pick their brain. And I, I'm putting quotation marks up with my hands, but you can't see that. Um, but if you can't, if you don't know how to offer anything to them, again, it could be like free work. Let me intern for you. Let me do this X, Y, and Z. Then another strategy to go about it is to take interest in what they're doing. So if someone is consuming my content and they're commenting on all my posts, and I'm not saying sliding in the DM, saying (laughs) a a public comment, and I start seeing the same person commenting on all my Instagrams and really thoughtful comments, next time that person slides into my DM, I'm going to know that person and they showed value to me because they consumed my content. They liked it. They commented, they engaged and I'm going to engage back with them. So that's another way. Or if like you are reading, if you want to connect with someone on LinkedIn, what I'll do before I connect with them, I'll see if they've written any blogs, what they, what was their last tweet? You know, what are they passionate about? And I'll talk on like, oh my gosh, I love what you said in this last article you posted on Forbes. I feel this about this topic, X, Y, and Z. And that's it. And then they're going to respond because they took time and they like that feedback. And then the conversation has started. Do your homework, essentially. Yes. And don't just take the easy way out. I really like the idea of commenting and liking and consuming the content on Instagram or wherever, because we live in that world now where it's the joke of just slide into the DMs. Right. It's like, what is that doing for that person, really? But yeah. and, And remember, like, for example, I get a lot of DMs and it's very hard to respond to all of them. And so there's times where I miss a lot of it because there's also not a good way to organize it on Instagram. Instagram was not made for that. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's hard. And so they'll just go down and I'll never see them. And then if someone followed up 
and DM me again, a lot of times I'll see that and then I'll see their previous message. But you have to remain consistent with it. And that's another key thing to entrepreneurship, to business, to success in general is the follow up game is real. It's very unlikely you're going to get a response the first time you email someone. If you want a job, if you want an internship, if you want um, someone to work with you, if you want a certain client, whatever it is, follow up and stay persistent in that. It's one of those things where I think if you're going to reach out to someone that is more successful, you should keep in mind that they are busy and if that your DM might have slid down, but keep trying, like you were saying. Yeah, don't feel bad. Like, oh, this person just ignored me. They really most likely did not do that intentionally, but you have to keep staying on it if you want it. So we've gotten to the part of our program where we like to ask our guests this one question, which is, what is your purpose? My purpose is to empower at least one person every single day to take action on their biggest, grandest dreams. I think my purpose is to really show up vulnerably, authentically, to empower people to do that through my own actions as well. I just think there's so much change that can happen if everyone is chasing after their dreams. I think that's a a really great purpose to have. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you. So if someone wants more of Alexa, where should they go? So I'm all over social media at Alexa Rose Carlin. I am on TikTok. Oh, you're on TikTok? (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm doing like little motivational things um, on TikTok. And then um, Instagram is my jam um, and YouTube and Facebook and all the above. And then also, if you'd like to attend an upcoming event, um, you could check out Women Empower X. And that's just the letter X. And, um, you know, we're traveling the country, putting on events as well as creating content online. So you can follow us there at Women Empower X. Thank you so much for being here today. It was great to chat with you. Definitely. Love, Lead, Listen is recorded and produced at Alpha Gamma Delta International Headquarters and is generously funded by the Alpha Gamma Delta Foundation. Episodes are released every two weeks, so make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. If you like this show, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and don't forget to share it with your friends. If you have an idea for a future episode or any other feedback, send us an email at podcast at alphagammadelta.org. I'm your host, Emily Weiss, and that's all for today. See you next time.